Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by the Agency Sales System, the online course designed specifically to teach you how to build a rock-solid agency sales system inside your HubSpot CRM. Learn more at doinbound.com slash sales course. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan and Greg. Welcome back to Inbound Sales Journey. This week, Ryan and I are coming at you with an awesome title for a podcast episode. Ryan, we are going to be talking about how to save a bajillion hours a month with HubSpot sequences. It's a lot of and hours. Bajillion, bajillion is a technical word there, meaning a lot. So <clears throat> last week we talked about um, our kind of our eight favorite features of HubSpot Sales Pro and things that we get a ton of use out. And Ryan, you led off with HubSpot sequences. We saved a lot of the details because there are a bunch of details to get into for this episode. So I want to start off just with the pain point that sequences has solved for you. Talk to me about what life was like pre-sequences. Um, uh, crappy. <laughs> no, it, um, so in the beginning when I, before sequences was a thing, before I created it, I had a process that I would do. So I would, um, email someone something, um, I would still use templates and templates are a, a key part of sequences. And we'll get into some like the tactical, like how I've set this up. Cause I think a lot of people would find value in that. Um, but I would, I would have my templated emails. I would send an email, make sure it was customized, look good. And then immediately after sending, I would, um, create a task for myself for two, maybe three days later, depending on the email and Basically, I'd go, so I'd have to go create a task and I'd have to give it a naming sequence. So we call our email templates BASHOs. Uh, it's just B-A-S-H-O, all caps, and then number one through you know five or 10 or however many emails that you have. And so what I would do is I would send a prospect an email, templated to BASHO number one, we'll say, and then I'd have a... Uh, have a task signed to send them uh, basho number two, but not just basho number two. There were a bunch of different templates we had for different situations. So I would abbreviate. So for instance, if I had a, a series of templates for new prospects uh, to engage them, I would call it MPE, new prospect engage basho number two, set for two days or three days from now. It was a very manual process. I spent a ton of time going through a lot of tasks throughout a day just just to make sure not even to follow up with like the prospects that I'm currently engaging in but like any cold outreach or any warm you know outreach from inbound leads was a very manual process to go through send it create a task naming sequence and then keep doing that you know for 5 10 emails uh that I had to do do that for so a ton of my day was spent on getting those emails sent out so that sounds awesome. Why are you so high on sequences then? Because that sounds like <laughs> literally the life. Yeah, tons of fun. wasn't monotonous at all. Uh, it was it was a good time. So those were my my humble beginnings when I first got in here and before sequences. So I'm gonna be like one of those older generation people saying, "You don't know how good you've got it." With technology. Back in the day, Back I had to create day. a task to send another email. It was crazy. I had four more clicks than you. So, yeah. That is awesome. So, 
talk to us about sequences, what it does. Maybe just like real quickly, how does it work? And then we'll go into uh, how you're using it. Okay, cool. So sequences basically takes the the day-to-day, like it saves me a ton. This is why we say it saves a bajillion hours because what sequences allows you to do is if I have five Basho emails, right? My NPE number one through five, instead of having to create a task for myself to send it in two or three days, the follow-up, the next one in line, it'll automatically do it for you. So a sequence is just a series of emails. And right now at the time of recording this podcast, it is uh, five. Five is the max. So you can have five emails that automatically go out. And the way that you set it up is, okay, I've got my five bashos. I want to send basho one. And then you can tell it how many days you want to wait. Maybe it's two, maybe it's three. Uh, I will then send the next one uh, three days later. And it will automatically do that unless someone replies to the email. And if they reply to the email, it automatically unenrolls them because obviously if you're reaching out to a prospect and they reply, you don't want to hit them with the next one as though they, you know, you didn't didn't if that you don't know that they got it. So, it keeps it kind of organized that way, so it just takes all the monotony out of it. I don't have to create task number, you know, a task to send basho number 2. It'll automatically send it for it and just took the manual process and made it automatic. So, so Ryan, it's like uh, it's basically like a workflow that has an external trigger coming back into it. If they reply, it short circuit, like it ends the workflow basically. Right. Now, and I don't know if you want to talk about this now or later, Gray, there are some areas I think they could use improvement with sequences, which is, I understand why they don't have certain things in there, but right now it, it's only like if they, if they replied to your email, it will stop the sequence. But there are other actions that people could take that might not unenroll them. So for instance, one big pain point I used to have, which they did recently solve with HubSpot meetings is we used to use Acuity to schedule meetings. Well, if they booked a demo and they did it through Acuity, it didn't know to unenroll them from the sequence because it didn't know that that happened. Now that we switched things over to HubSpot meetings, it's smart enough to know, hey, they booked a meeting, I'm going to unenroll them from the sequence. So that was also a huge time saver because sometimes... That would be if I missed it personally, because humans make mistakes, then they would keep getting these emails, even though, hey, I already booked this demo with you or I booked this call with you. So it's getting smarter and it's really good if you're using everything in HubSpot uh, and HubSpot Pro, but there are certain like action items on the website maybe you want them to take that they take, but then you don't know it without manually going to their contact profile. So it's not a, a perfect system by any means, but... It, it does really good with, with most things. Ryan, I don't know how much you know about this. And like we mentioned briefly last time, hey, HubSpot Meetings doesn't have as many features as Acuity. But there are some things that it does because it's all integrated in one tool. That's why we made the switch from Acuity back to over to HubSpot Meetings when that tool came out. Um, and this is one of the big, big pieces is, you know, if that call to action is, hey, book this call with me, they go book it, but they don't respond. You don't want to keeps keep shooting up stuff in the sequences do you know what you can do with sequences in terms of tying them in with workflows so um you know if somebody takes this action in a sequence or someone responds to your email can that trigger something else in workflow and HubSpot? have you played with that at all yeah so it's it's pretty limited right now um so you can if you go to workflows there they now have a section for like sales activities um 
basically like the way if you're if you're in the CRM setting up a sequence, you can either have it send another email or create a task for you if something does or does not happen. So that's they're kind of like built-in mini workflows into sequences. Um, but you can't, uh, to my knowledge, Gray, you can't enroll someone in a sequence in a workflow if they take an action on the website. It's not one of the, the labeled sales activities. It, there are other things you can do, but not enroll in a sequence if they, for instance, visited a certain website page uh, or like filled out a certain form. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. And the limit of five emails per sequence, uh, that's pretty obvious. They don't want people enrolling uh, you know, a ton of people into this never ending sequence that just keeps going and going and going until somebody finally gets so frustrated that they either bomb the server or, uh, or reply back and say, don't ever talk to me again, please. Yeah. So obviously that's, that's why there's the limit of the five emails. I'm sure they just had to pick a number and look at average number of emails per sequence and try to pick something that wouldn't be too spammy, but would enable people to leverage obviously this huge time saver. Let, great. Can I let me just go back on one thing real quick? So, yeah, go ahead. so you, I just want to clarify because if people are looking for a workaround, we we have one that we've created. So at the, at the time of recording this, you can't automatically enroll someone in a sequence. For instance, they come to your pricing page, and you have a sequence or a, a series of emails set up for people that are you know hot leads that come to your pricing page, and, and you want to reach out to them personally. It won't automatically do it for you. But the workaround that we created, Gray, was if you can set up a workflow so that if someone is a prospect in your database that comes back to the site and then goes to the pricing page or goes to your packages page or whatever page it is, I have it set up right now where they it creates a task for me and the task basically says hot lead and then this page or this action and it creates a task for me and then I, I have a sequence set up I have one for if someone comes to our package page, I have one if someone comes to our pricing page. A few different areas in our, our um, website, we're really like farther down the funnel. Leads will are likely the ones that are going to these things. It'll create a task for me to enroll them into a sequence. So it's still a little bit manual. I have to click the task, go in and enroll them into the sequence. But that's been awesome because you, no one's going to go through every contact profile in there and see... Hey, you know, have they gone to this page? How qualified of a lead? Like how, how hot are they? But if I can get a trigger that says, Hey, this is a hot lead. I can click on their profile, say, Hey, you know what? This is a good candidate for the sequence that I have. And then just enroll them from there. That's the workaround and something that's really great for bottom of the funnel. Pick the, the actions or the pages that you want to reach out to those people and have a sequence uh, for them. And that's what, what we've done. And that's been incredibly effective uh, for us. I would love it if I could just enroll them directly into it. Although sometimes it is nice to be able to look at the contact profile page, make sure it is the, the proper person. Uh, so I guess it wouldn't be 100% foolproof. Sometimes it'd be sending emails to people I wouldn't want to get it. Uh, but you know, right now it's a pretty nice workaround to just have it automatically create a task for you. That's one of the options. Yeah. Did that make well, sense? I've, yeah. I've got, uh, I've got one kind of general about sequences question. And then a couple of application questions that I want to run by you. Cool. Um, on the sequences side, let's talk about analytics real quickly to figure out like who's doing what and how you want this to roll. What kind of analytics do you get from sequences? So you can have a variety of sequences that you've created, again, five emails, and you can click on 
an actual sequence and it will tell you some basic statistics. So it will show you and list out everyone that has been enrolled. And then it will tell you how many people have been unenrolled, completed, and then errors. Errors are going to be like bounces. So I can actually pull up, uh, let's just say all, all of the emails. If I have a hundred of them, it'll show me all hundred people that have been enrolled. And then it will, will show me when you added that. And then for each email, when it was sent, if they reply to it, it will tell you. If it bounced, it will tell you. And then if they've completed the sequence, it will also tell you. So it will kind of like divide people into that. And then at the end, once people have completed a sequence, you can see that list and maybe you have another sequence set up. If you wanted to have more than five emails, that's kind of the workaround. If, hey, I really wanted 10 emails and there's a good reason for that. I'm not being spammy, but there's a you know a reason for it. Then you can have... Uh, it create a task for you to, to tell you to enroll them again. You can enroll them uh, right from that list. It kind of creates little lists in the CRM for you of those people when they, which emails they got, which they didn't. And then when they completed or replied. Right. Cool. So in terms of practical application, we've got agencies going like, when should I use sequences versus when should I use workflows? I don't get a huge quantity of leads per month. You know, it's under 100 leads per month. I have a full-time biz dev or salesperson. Should I be, uh, basically, someone someone comes through, downloads their first content offer from the website. Should I be enrolling them? Kind of traditionally what, what we've done is, hey, there's been a workflow um, set up and they're getting marketing emails. Should I kind of kill that by default and have that go to the salesperson, the salesperson reviews, and then either enrolls in a sequence if they're relatively qualified or maybe just all the time. Um, and then maybe if they're not qualified at this point, maybe they go and do a marketing workflow or just a different sequence. What, uh, what, do you, what would you recommend for an agency who's in that situation? Uh, I'd recommend it supplementally. So you guys should have very good um, funnels in place. So someone downloads a specific content offer, you should have good funnels that are going to give them some additional content, maybe around the same things that they're looking at that are going to be helpful for them. And it's fine to have them enrolled in those marketing automated emails. But I also think like for us, we have our funnels in place, but then they get the personal email from me. And that's like kind of the difference, right? You can tell when you get a marketing email, there's unsubscribe at the bottom and all those different things. And you can tell it's like a template looks nice. It's clean and that's fine. Uh, these sequences, they're, they're just personal emails, right? It's just like Ryan emailed you and this is what he said. And it's got my email signature and it just looks like I sent you a, a, a Gmail, uh, email. So I would use it, uh, supplementally alongside the other content and just make it really personal and keep them short. Uh, just, you know, reaching out and like for us, we're still providing resources even in the sequences, but I think there's just a, a better, connection for people that are getting personal emails as opposed to just the marketing automated emails. If you count on your funnels to do all the work for you, you could be waiting for a long time for different prospects to, to get engaged. If you have the, the people and the time in place to be able to do some personal outreaches, really play around with these sequences and have someone owning that, uh, I would use them supplementally alongside one another. Cool. That makes sense. Anything else we should hit on? I've got, I mean, I guess my one other question I'll throw at you and then you can answer this. If there's anything else you want to hit on, we can, or we can, we can wrap up from here. But, um, who else other than sales should use this? Uh, if anybody, 
Yeah, so it actually can be used in uh, in other applications beyond just sales. Um, I think that, well, first of all, email templates in general should be 100% used through pretty much almost anyone uh, in the company. Like if you're talking with clients, prospects, uh, you're doing marketing, inviting people to shows or guest posts, those types of things. I mean, don't don't do that custom every time. Like have the templates in place. And then if you find yourself in the need to be sending follow-up emails, so for instance, you know, marketing, uh, you're sending out emails to inv- invite people to be guests on our podcast um, is a good example. Maybe you have a sequence set up that is uh, five invites because sometimes you don't hear back on the first go when you ask someone to be a guest uh, on the podcast. So there's certainly other applications. I would just say the way that you really test, do I need a sequence is, do I have templated emails? And then if, if yes, do I have more than one templated email in case they don't respond to the first one? And then am I ever do, am I ever sending that? Right. So start with making sure you're using templated emails, then figure out how, how many you need to be sending. And if sequences can help automate that awesome, you know, go ahead and and use it. The the thing I want to talk about, Gray, real quick is naming structures. There are folders that you can create for creating your templates. There's names that you give to each of your sequences. Just make sure you have a clear naming structure though, because if everyone's adding in templates and everyone's adding in sequences and you don't have a clear naming structure, it's going to get pretty confusing pretty quickly. That's why, uh, and even from a reporting standpoint, that's why I still, if we have, for the example I used before, a new prospect engage, Basho number one, I still name it NPE, Basho number one, because when you go to look at reporting, to look at open rates and click rates and these different things in here, if everything's labeled Basho 1, Basho 2, Basho 3, it won't distinguish it for you when you're looking at the reports. So you want to have a different naming structure and one that logically makes sense that everyone in the agency follows for all of these different templates and for your sequences so that when you go to look at reporting, it's very clear and it's very quick uh, how to look at that because instead of typing in Basho number one, I type in NPE and then there's all five of them that appear and I can quickly get the answers that I'm looking for there. So just be mindful of your naming structure as you're creating things uh, in here. Cool. Well, I think this is helpful, Ryan. Thanks for walking us through sequences. Guys, next week, Ryan and I are going to be back and this week was largely on Ryan because he's used, uses sequences all the time. Next week, I'll kind of be driving the conversation as we compare... Um, the best calendar scheduling app for inbound sales reps. We'll talk about HubSpot meetings, which we've hit on here, versus Acuity scheduling, versus Calendly, versus some of the alternatives out there. So stay tuned for that one. Um, If you guys have any questions on sequences or how to set up your agency sales system, hit us up uh, either by going to the show notes at doomba.com slash inbound sales journey, or you can um, just hit us up by email as well, ryan at doinbound.com or gray at doinbound.com. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Inbound Sales Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash sales journey. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash sales journey. Today's show is sponsored by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you head over to iTunes and subscribe. Make sure you leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.